0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I am your host, Billy Strachan, a name you're not familiar with on ESSR, but I do host the SWN podcast. There you go, get my own plug-in right away. We thought I said I wouldn't. Uh, you've got to do the housekeeping first though before i go any further i've learned uh, so you can visit eat sleep suplex retweet on facebook at suplex retweet twitter at suplex retweet uh, available on apple podcast spotify and android podcast platforms you can visit the website com. right that's that bit down the way taking my interview cherry on essr <laughs> is discovery wrestling co-owner alan smith welcome to the show
1: Hello, thanks for having me. You did that so professionally at the very top of the hour, getting all your plugs in, I think you'd be a fine announcer one day, Billy. Well, yeah.
0: one day. I've, I've, I've had my experience, I think that's enough. Uh, <laughs> <done>. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah we, don't need, we don't need to talk about the MDs. Uh,
0: no, no. But yeah. Um, but we've got you on because Disco is back. That's that's what I'm hearing on the Grapevine. Uh, yes Discovery Wrestling is returning. So October seventeenth, Edinburgh Corn Exchange. Are you excited? Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm I'm absolutely buzzing. I'm actually there's a bit of me that's quite nervous about it all just because it's been that long. Um and you know, going back into the kind of show day stresses of making sure everything runs okay and making sure everybody gets exactly what they you know they paid for and making sure that people have a great time. Um, and yeah, so there's the, the the kind of the nerves are there again about like right, making sure this goes off as it's supposed to go off and and you know all the travel's okay and everybody who's meant to be there actually gets there. And you know, so there's all these little things that that that, that kind of add to your kind of show day stresses that. I'm starting to remember. I'll I'll have those again. But like overall, I'm I'm, abs- I'm so excited because it has been 18 months. Um, by the show, by the time the show rolls around, it will have been 18 months since our last event. Um, there's a lot of people I haven't seen in that 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 period of time, and so I'm I'm just so I guess buzzing is the word to to, to, to see those those guys again and and actually see some disco wrestling and see the fans back and the you know the. The first, the first time I hear them chatting, disco wrestling, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'll try and hold in the emotion, but it'll probably show a little bit. It um, now that we're getting so close to it, it's just, yeah, I can't, I can't wait for it to roll about.
0: Like you say, well, February 2020, all about the raffle was the the last show uh, at the Jam House, which of course is no longer as well. So a lot yeah. has changed in that 18 months.
1: Yeah, particularly venues. Uh, so yeah, you're right, the Jam House. Um, they they're looking for someone else to go in and, and, and run the place now. So we're just waiting to see who the who the kind of new the new folk are gonna be and hopefully hopefully they'll like wrestling and want wrestling in because that's something I found in Edinburgh is a lot of venues, you know, as soon as you you know you make an inquiry about using their venue and they're like, Oh yeah, let me have a look at dates. Like, oh, what is it you do? And they go, Well, it's a professional wrestling they Oh no, we're not suitable by and and the phone just kinda goes down with a lot of these venues. Um I I, I don't know if it's just you know they don't really understand what we do or just have this kind of a different kind of idea of what what it is that we do but you know we've we've had great venues in Edinburgh whether it be um, the Jam House uh, which has just been so well suited to what we do Um, the Corn Exchange which has now been taken over by O2 so it's now an an O2 Academy um, Edinburgh as it's called now um, and there's a few other, there's a couple of other venues that we're in, we're in talks with about possibly doing something next year. So they, they're not open at the moment, but they're hoping to kind of open for next year. So that's the, that's been the big challenge about planning the comeback for us has been um, getting venues um, in Edinburgh and having, you know, been able to get this full schedule for next year confirmed. So we're still in the process of doing that. So we're fortunate that we still have a venue like. Uh, the Corn Exchange, I'll always be known as the Corn Exchange to me, but they owe to uh, Edinburgh. Um uh, that, you know, they, they really enjoy what we do. They they love having us there. So anytime we, we, we say we want to put on a show there, they they're they're more than welcome in. So um long may it continue and, and hopefully we, we, we get into another couple of new venues next year and, and have a have a packed schedule.
0: Corn Exchange especially it seems to be the, it's it's like you're it's it's like your big show. That's that's where it always be. That's where the elite were, of course. Uh, when you when you yeah. got the elite in and that, um, did, did was that the one with Bullet Club as well, or was that um, yeah? Or, so yeah, it
1: was. We, yeah. We've used we've used. To, we've been in the con exchange a few times. And the coin exchange has two rooms. So, um, they've got what's called the Baron, which is a kind of cabaret type room. It's uh, it's it's where we're going to be in October. That we're going to start off there with the hopes of going bigger in the coming months so we're starting off there um, and that's you know in that venue in that room we've had the likes of um, Joe Coffey versus Tommaso Ciampa happen there Michael Chase versus Juventud Guerrera happened in there Um, we've had a lot of fantastic matches and a bit of history. Um, Jay Lethal defended the Ring of Honour Heavyweight Championship in the Baron suite of the Con Exchange and that was the first time that the Ring of Honour Heavyweight Championship had been defended in Scotland. So that's, you know, the room has a lot of history with us and a lot of sentiment as well. So that's kind of one of the reasons we're going back in there to to kickstart as we come back because there's a lot of good memories in there. It's a great atmosphere and, you know, it'll be packed and the hope is then moving to that big main exchange which is a hell of a size of venue to fill. Um, hence when we've filled it, it's been events like having, you know, the Bucks and Omega there or when we had the Bullet Club there or, you know, Cory Rhodes defending the, the Ring of Honor Championship the second time it was defended in Scotland. So there's a lot of history with us and in, in the con exchange and that big room, the big exchange, that's the that's the kind of when we, we know we've got something massive coming up and that's where we tend to go.
0: Right, so so if there's ever an announcement saying it's going to be in the big room, the Corn exchange, you know, everyone should be on edge just going, Oh, a
1: hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. They should just go right. I'm just going to buy a ticket anyway, even if they don't announce anything. Which, to be fair, I mean the, the the comeback show sold out within a week. Granted, it's the Baron that we're in, but that's still you know a good few hundred people and selling out within a week without announcing a single match, which blew my mind. I knew obviously people were desperate to get back to wrestling and seeing live wrestling again. We all are, and uh, you know. You, you have your kind of front couple of rows which are always your, your your hardcore kind of dedicated following that you know whenever you put those tickets on sale you know who's buying them like i know them at you know i see them every time i've chatted them at every event so I thought on day one when we put them on sale i thought right okay front row might sell out today we'll see how it goes you know half an hour later right that's front row gone they're sold i was just okay okay let's see how the how the rest goes and by the end of the day you know second row had gone as well and it just kept on coming during that week you know the general tickets were getting snapped up and come to sunday you know tickets since sale on the monday and the sunday night that was it they were all gone and i never expected them to sell that quickly before announcing a single match you know we've not announced a single match for the the, the event and we'll, we've sold out the show we've got people asking to be put on a waiting list in case any tickets become available it's just, you know, it, it's, it, it was pretty overwhelming when we got to that point and seeing how quickly they went. And I guess it's just a good sign, kind of going forward and coming back, that there are so many people that are still wanting to come and watch rest and are desperate to come back and see a live event, that want to come back and, and and see what we do. So, yeah, it, it it's, it's pretty massive for us, actually. And, and it, it just adds to the excitement levels for me and, I guess, those nerves, again, for the comeback show to make sure that everybody who's coming to see us, see us in October has a great time and then they'll want to come back time and time again.
0: I mean, One of the questions I put to the, the team, uh, if they want to know anything in particular, one was, what was the biggest challenges for Discovery following the pandemic? But you've, you've kind of touched on that a little bit, thinking, are people going to yeah. want to see it? But was mm-hmm. there any other big challenges that you found?
1: Yeah, well, I guess it's, it's just that, it's just, you know, hoping that people just don't disappear because we had quite a lot of time of inaction when we didn't have things to promote, we didn't have things to kinda of put out there. A lot of the the, the stuff we filmed in the past or all content, it's all it's all out there whether it been on the fight shows or whether it be on on YouTube or so it's just those kind of periods of inaction when we're kinda of sitting quiet, kinda of going, Right, we're just gonna to have to sit and wait, wait for news and, and, and plan for the comeback and we did have a good few online raffles. You know, our fans love raffles; they go they go daft for a raffle. So, we tried to fill our time a little bit by doing some online raffles, which were fun. Um, but the challenge for me was just that in action and just not knowing um, when we might get back, not knowing what some of the conditions might be in terms of coming back, even. You know, planning logistically for if you know if we're looking at um, wrestlers from out with Scotland, what what the travel conditions going to be. Um, so it made it really kind of difficult to to plan a lot of those things. The venues, which I talked about, you know, obviously the Jam House uh, closed during the pandemic and are just in the process of getting new uh, management in. So those kinds of things, it's been difficult to try and get venues confirmed because the couple of venues we were talking to, they're still closed despite things opening up again. They're still not taking bookings for events at the moment. They're just kind of sitting and waiting till they can get fully staffed and whatever else. So those were the big challenges. And hopefully, hopefully we're, we're, we're starting to overcome them now.
0: I mean, you, you were burned quite a few times during this <laughs> pandemic, of course, because everything started March 2020. Uh, 20, and of course, at the Disco Derby which had to be cancelled. Uh, and yep. then when things looked like they were clearing up, you announced back to the Baron for, for July 19th, 2020, which had to be cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, of course, the next discovery, March 14th. March,
1: yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> at that point, at, at the point that March got cancelled, I just learned a lesson. It took me two or three attempts to learn my lesson of not announcing anything. Or, But, you know, we did. We, we just wanted to give something um, for, for people to look forward to, you know, because it's been a terrible, year and a half for people for all sorts of reasons and you just you know we know how much people look forward to coming to a disco show. We see the comments on, on, on Twitter or on Facebook after a show or when we're announcing a show just the lift it gives to people because we know a lot of the people who come along um, have have a tough time and this is an escape for them. And and especially given the last year and a half, you know, you just wanted to give people something to kind of look forward to kind of you know right okay if i get through these next couple of months i'm going to get back to go and see a disco show so that was part of why i wanted to give people just just something As I was like right look this is something we can all look forward to let's just stick with it let's get through this and then we'll get back to wrestling as soon as it's safe but after that yeah after the after the march when i thought you know what i'm just gonna hold off until anything, everything's properly confirmed that we can actually do this again
0: and you, you you'd be burning through all the all the show names and posters by that point, and or, or you've got them like going, no, 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 we'll 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 use them again, don't you worry a bit? Because that Back to the Baron, I was like, that's all up my wheelhouse. I loved it. I love that poster I, particularly.
1: Well, I actually I have a, a a gimmick idea for that 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 entire show, which I'll probably still do. So this is this is probably be a massive spoiler for when we actually do announce Back to the Baron and use the Back to the Future stuff again. One of the ideas behind what we're going to do and just have a bit of fun with the show is what we're going to transport some of the wrestlers back to their original gimmicks. Oh Amazing. So, you know, for example, Aspen Faith, he would have to go back to being the Hippie Horror. Uh, uh, Session with Martina would have to go be, go back to being Kazaji. G. You know, like, so like all the wrestlers, you know, had like original gimmicks, which they, they don't have just now, and they probably still have all, all original gear. So... My idea was to do a kind of Back to the Future type thing, where like everybody gets put back in time to the very start of their, their wrestling career, and it's their original gimmicks and it's the original looks and st- things they come out with. So, you know, I've still got I've still got that there as a gimmick. I'm putting out now so people know I've got this gimmick, which I'll drop at some point, and just to have a bit of fun with it, because that's what I think that's what kind of people expect from us. Is, is the shows are fun. You know, we'll have there are matches which are just pure, purely great wrestling matches, but sprinkled in with a lot of fun throughout the event. Things like, you know, all about the raffle, which was a an event where matches were decided by wrestlers picking numbers out of a hat, you know, and then us kind of going, right, it's number 44 versus number 63, who who have we got type of thing. So yeah, I, th- I think back to the bar and the back to the future gimmick, I think that's got to happen. It's what I'm desperate to make happen.
0: Well, now you've mentioned it, I, that's all I want to see. And I'm just thinking of all these wrestlers that had had original gimmicks that are so far and away what they were what they are now is just yeah i would love dct coming out in his his old uh, journalist gear um, yeah. back yeah to david campbell thompson oh there's oh there's, there's so much fun that could be had there um and that's gonna be what i'm gonna be thinking of for the next probably <laughs> <four> weeks <laughs> just yeah, seeing all well, these well. old pictures especially like aspen in his hippie hotter gear going yeah. oh man
1: yeah well I remember that well because when I was still a wrestler I wrestled Aspen when he was the hippie horror so I remember it well but yeah I, th- I think I think wrestlers would get a kick out of it as well just to get the chance to kind of go back in time a bit there might be a bit of a kind of cringe factor in there when people actually look back on how they, how they launched their, their wrestling careers but I think it'll be a lot of fun so that's possibly something we could be doing in the new year I'll just leave it at that
0: can't wait absolutely can't wait so we're going by the poster that's uh, for for the is back uh we've got emerson jane coming to the show i've uh, got andy wild theodorus jean money martina of course women's champion and joe Hendry, uh, the discovery wrestling y division champion but it's not the only championships they're gonna be there you've got the tag team titles now
1: yeah this is something that uh, fans have been asking us for since day one and it's something that you know like we always tried to do things just a little bit different at Disco, and you know, originally we were going to have what was going to be yearly tag team champions. So, we, you know, we we did a tournament and um, ended with a match called UnCivil War, which is a four way tag team chaos essentially 4 way tag team match where it was a tournament ran through the year the final four teams and the winner of that match would be known as the, you know the tag team champions of 2017 so they'd be known as and they would do the tournament again next year and the year after and there would always be a tag team champions for that year and so we tried we tried to do something just slightly different and while the matches were great and the final match was as chaotic as what we we're hoping it would be people were like oh man it would just be great if you had tag team titles it would be great if you had titles and i was just like okay so we thought, right, we, we need to have tag team titles. That's what people want. We always aim to give people what they want, but it just took a bit of time because if, if anybody's ever seen the disco titles, they are uh, pretty special. You know, we, we take a lot of time over them. We make sure that they're, they're real wrestling titles, everything about them, you know, are the real wrestling titles that could stand up in any company in the world. You know, you can look at the title and think, God, that's, that's a that's a beautiful wrestling title. I'm a bit of a kind of title mark as well. So I'm just, you know, I, I, I kind of put trust in, in title designers and belt makers to, 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 to create something pretty special. So, you know, if you've seen the Y Division Championship, which was made by Paul Martin Championship belts, and then the, the Women's Championship designed by Gab at Main Event Belts, the tag team titles really needed to stand up to those two titles for me. And that's not something that just happens overnight. You know, it's a process, a design process, just to get to that kind of level of what we were, we were after. So that happened during lockdown, titles were finally ready to be unveiled, but obviously we had no shows to to have uh, them presented. So uh, we waited and we waited and we waited and had these these titles, brand new, real leather smell, just sitting in my office and we were able to have finally unveiled them earlier this year. So October will be the start of the the search for tag team champions. It's going to be, uh, we'll be announcing a a tag team tournament, uh, which will run over a few shows. We're going to see who's worthy of the tag team titles. And it's basically any tag team anywhere, if if they wanted to come and challenge, you know, can get in touch with us. You know, it's not necessarily just a tag team division for men, it's men, women, mixed teams, whatever. You know, if you're a team, you think you can win these tag team titles then come and have a go
0: the guys that you've well the tag teams that you've had over the years in discovery i mean the likes of of course a regular team being kings of the north uh you've you've also had the young bucks a couple of times uh just putting that out there uh so is there any particular tag teams that have your eye on possibly that could be contenders to these titles
1: my dream team and it's the team i've always wanted to have over in disco but i don't know if it, it would ever happen would be the motor city machine guns i think that would just be that would be the ultimate for me, would be to have those guys over. Uh, obviously, we've had Chris Saban over a few times and he was our first Y division champion. So it kind of fits for me if, if somehow we could arrange for him to bring Alex Shelley with him next time. But again, I think that's, that's quite far off from from ever happening, but there's a lot of great teams within the UK and Ireland who you know have been in contact, looking for. They, they've, they've seen these championship titles, they've seen how beautiful they are, and they want a piece. So we're not going to be short of great teams competing for this.
0: I mean, you take your titles, and they're all beautiful titles. Myself, I just I love a beautiful wrestling belt, just nothing better. Uh, but when you think about the Y division championship, of course, Chris Sabin being the first champion. The women's title was presented by Lisa Marie Varon so they've got quite a the tag titles are quite a, a big shoe to fill i suppose when it comes to the being presented and and how big this tournament's going to be so yeah I just everything just seems to be fall into place hopefully that's that's the hope anyway yeah
1: fingers crossed i mean the way things are looking just now you're just you're just praying things get better again before we get to kind of show time and you know people feel safe that's the main thing is that people feel safe uh, when they're coming along and you know we'll we'll do whatever's kind of asked of us to make sure that happens
0: yeah there's a lot of moving parts of course that just very recently announcing things like nightclubs needing covid passports and, and things like that so it's ever-changing when it comes to so it comes to it so uh, o- october uh, 17th uh, for for those that are unaware that's my brother's birthday there you go there's there's some fun facts for you uh <laughs> 2 p.m were you very conscious of keeping it at afternoon shows because that seems to be quite a good success i i would love to go to afternoon shows to just
1: be I, I, I do love an afternoon show because i feel that it's you know it, it's great for families it's great for a lot of people kind of travel to us, use public transport, trains, buses. So having an afternoon show means there's going to be plenty of trains and buses after we're done. I mean, we have had evening shows before when we've done, you know, we've had the, the elite over or whatever, because we've had to do it during the week. You know, we weren't able to do the events at the weekend. So we did it during the week. Uh, that just adds to the pressure levels. Cause you know, right, we're, we need to finish at like 10 o'clock because if we run over to like half 10 or quarter to 11, there are going to be people who are leaving early to go and grab a train and a bus and they're going to miss what they've paid to see. So afternoon shows just helps us kind of relax just a little bit more and uh, just yeah it's just less stressful and I think it's just better for families as well to have like an afternoon out as well rather than have to worry about the evenings. Um, a lot of our events take place on a Sunday as well so obviously it's a school night but yeah afternoons we're going to keep it that way going forward we're going to keep um, Saturdays, Sundays, afternoons are, are, will be our thing
0: um, So you mentioned the Elite again I've mentioned them several times and I know we've we've spoken about it at length in, in my own podcast I'll plug it again SWN podcast um, but people will still be very interested seeing the Bucks and of course Omega doing pretty well in AEW they're, they're doing not bad they just want to, they would want to know or they do want to know how was it like getting the elite in and, and how easy was it? If I mind right, it was just a case of right place, right time. But how was it getting the elite over?
1: Yeah. It was exactly that, it was right place, right time. We had the Young Bucks on our third ever event. And this is going back obviously way way back before AEW days and, you know, how massive all that is. You know, this is we, we had a we had a, an event in a in a community centre in Edinburgh and we work with some other promoters in the UK at times you know they, they'll say hey look I've got so and so's coming to the UK we're looking to fill out dates for them so they've got a bit of a run in the UK would you be interested in having them on a date you know so um, we had an event um, that just happened to fall in line with when the Young Bucks were in the UK. So that they did a, an event for us in a, in a community centre in Edinburgh, you know, which had about 300 people there uh, and now they're doing what they're doing. So we, we just kind of built a relationship from that point because they came over, you know, they loved Edinburgh, they loved our setup, they loved the people and so anytime they were thinking about coming to the UK it was just dropping us a line saying, hey look, I want to come to the UK, do you have anything available? And so yeah, no bother. So the, the, the second time they came back was with Omega and it was just this weird uh, conversation, you know, with us, you know, they, they got in touch and said, hey, Luke, we want to come back to the UK. We're putting together a tour. We're going to do this promotion in, in England. We're going to do this promotion in Ireland. Can we do a show with you guys? Uh, we're like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll set something up. We'll make it work. You know, we'll get the venue. We'll get a date. And they said, there's only one thing, though. And we're like, yeah, sure. What is it? Kenny's coming with us. And I was just like, sure. Yeah, no bother. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we can make... I'm sure we can make that work. Absolutely fine. So, you know, it's just just kind of been built on relationships and and when people come over and they have a good time and everything goes smoothly and, you know, they just grew to love Edinburgh when they were here. Hence why, you know, after they were here the second time, Ring of Honour were in Edinburgh not too long after because... The Young had gone back to Ring of Honor and said look when you're doing UK because we said to them whenever Ring of Honor were coming to the UK it was like UK tour but there was never a date outside of England it was just like a UK tour so we kind of said you know um, you should have a word and tell them if they're doing a UK tour do Scotland there's a cracking venue there that you've just experienced you know I'm sure we could help, and, uh, help if you needed any help and then a few months later Ring of honor were in the corn exchange, so so they, they've obviously grown a bit of an attachment when they come to the UK. That's that's, I guess, the first the first place they one of the first places they think about coming to.
0: Well, that, that must be, I mean, you've been around wrestling for quite a while a number of years now. I don't, I, I was gonna say a while, but that makes you sound older than you are. Uh, a number of years, we'll go with that. Uh, 12, 12, just, just a fine round dozen. Uh, is it still kind of just a bit mind blowing when you do get these messages from? young bucks and and these these talents from the us and all around the world going oh i want to come to discovery wrestling
1: well i guess originally originally when you know when we're putting out the first event because you just don't know how it's going to go and the first event and we're going to keep dropping names here but you know the first event when we're trying to make the the first event as big as it possibly could be to try and get some attention to show people hey look come and see what we we, we're going to be doing and you're you know you're relying on it a bit of kind of blind faith from those guys because they, they can't go online and see your previous shows. They can't see online, go online and see if you're legit. They can't go online and see uh, how people have been kind of been treated before like uh, with being uh, at your events. So, you know, when we we're able to get, uh, it was Mike Mondo We got Crime Time and, and Chris Saban. That, at that point, it was just like, holy cow, you know, these people are going to come in and do, event, and do an event for us. But the, the, the event went smooth and at that point, you know saving coming back another couple of times the young butts coming in it just becomes part of it's the business it's part of your business it's just like right okay we're establishing ourselves as a as a, as a good company to work for and people want to work for us the reputation spreads so at that stage it doesn't it, you don't get that kind of surprise moment when you get an email drop into your inbox to say hey look so-and-so told me to reach out to you if i was ever coming to the uk i'm going to be about in these days would you have an event so at this stage, I, th- I think now that we've kind of built a bit of a reputation as being a good place to work, that thing happens more often.
0: So last year and um, this year, of course, DowdaBee uh, released quite a number of talent, as, as a lot of companies have. A lot have been picked up, but there's there's a couple former uh, Discovery names in there, uh, the likes of Demo, of course. Uh, but it, when, when that happens, um, not obviously you're not going to immediately go, I'm booking you now. But is there any names that have popped up in that thinking? Well, I think they could we could do something with them in discovery. Is there any anyone? Do uh, you don't have to give me total spoilers? But is there anyone that comes to mind?
1: You know, there are people who would obviously love to have back at Disco. The difficulty for us at the moment is just the uncertainties around the, the kind of current situation. I think it'll be a while before we book people to travel into the country as a one-off because it it still feels risky to me. You know, if if you're going right, okay. I'm going to book something that's just been released. They're going to appear on our show in two months' time. And then we get closer to the to the date and then all of a sudden the, the international travel shuts down again, or something happens with COVID that quarantine rules change again, or, or something that means it's not going to happen after you're promoting a, an event just off that, that kind of one thing. So for me, I'm avoiding kind of going down that route right now um, until I feel totally confident, 100% confident that it would happen. So that's just that. That that's, I guess, my way of trying to manage expectations for anybody who's thinking, "Oh, then the, the anniversary show we're going to get," you know, uh, Big Demo's going to be back, or you know, any, anyone else who's kind of kicking about just now, um, just kind of managing expectations just just a little bit. But yeah, you know, I would love to have Demo back. You know, I'm sure he's got a lot of unfinished business in Disco as well, and the the, the guys who are currently on the roster, I'm sure you would have you would have a great time throwing them about.
0: So, so what we're saying is, if if you're thinking we're going to get Braun Strowman against anyone t- any time soon, maybe just curb that expectation a little bit. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, if if you know if Braun wants to come over, then by all means, he's he's more than welcome to uh, to come over. I'm I'm sure a match between Braun and maybe Gene Money would be would be a good headliner for us, or Braun versus Andy Wild, or you know it be. A spectacle.
0: I mean, you're throwing out the matches here. I'm not I'm saying nothing. So, I mean, the, 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 I think they would all work. Uh, get them in a poster, and I'm sure, I'm sure it'd be sold out even before the match is announced. With with the reputation that Discovery has is built, it, it's really great that it has. Like you say it's been 18 months, and Discovery still has that that like buzz and that like reputation that people are just go are just trusting you. That yeah, we're gonna put down our tickets for this. We need to see what Disco provides. Now we're recording this just before you're announcing matches. But uh, we're going to put out afterwards, so we're not going to spoil anything uh, for those that that uh, for some reason access my my cloud and and hack it and let's <laughs> do it. But uh, so you, there's a couple of matches. Hopefully that are coming out this this week. what are they? What, what's been what's coming up?
1: Well, I think it's only fitting that we kick off announcements with the title matches, and so we've got two big title matches confirmed for October seventeenth. The first one is the women's championship. So with Martina has now. champion for ever so long because of Covid. I think she might be the longest reigning women's champion in disco with having 18 months of inaction. Uh, So uh, that title will be on the line, Uh, Session Moth will be defending that line and she'll be going up against Emerson Jane. Before lockdown hit, Emerson had gotten herself in a position where she was number one contender again. So that's going to be a massive match for us because you've got now the longest reigning Women's Champion going up against the first ever Women's Champion, so we're either going to see the record reign continue, or we're going to see the first ever two-time Disco Women's Champion. Um, so that's the first big match announcement that we're making for October 17th. And the second one is the Y Division Championship with Joe Henry. He's now approaching some sort of records. He's not at the record point yet. I'm sure he's approaching He's approaching Lewis Girvin's 666 days, which was quite the number to run to and then beyond that you've got Joe Coffey's record as well so I think Joe Henry will be eyeing up these records but he's going up against a guy who's waited 19 months for this title match and that's Theodorus Theodorus became the number one contender at the end of it would have been the end of 2019 and in February last year he beat BT Gunn to kind of really cement himself as a, as a proper contender for this championship and if you speak to Theodorus you know that the, the last 18, 19 months for him it's been about this match. He's been working, he's been building himself, he's been in that ring trading. Um, he's obviously been getting himself established elsewhere as well. This is the match that he's desperate to have. You know, when we put out the event poster and he's on the poster as well, like his message to me, he was just delighted that he was one of the faces on a disco poster because that's where he wants to be. He wants to be the main event in disco. So you've got Joe Henry and Theodorus which I think is going to be, I think it's just going to be an incredible match, and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people in that match.
0: We've certainly seen uh, Theo, of course, on the WWE Network uh, wrestling on on there using his tra- traditional wrestling style, uh, even if he does take a sh- couple of shortcuts along the way. But we'll be seeing uh, Joe Hendry, who's just this transformation. He's yet to reveal the final form, so it could be could be October seventeenth where we finally see. Uh, the the f- the final form of Joe Hendry, which uh, it's, it seems it's going yeah. to be a scary sight. Have you have you, have you, have you been able to? Have you I'm intrigued. I'm you, intrigued. Are you, are you, you
1: know, I'm well? I'm waiting as well. I don't want the I don't want the, the, the surprise uh, to be spoiled for me. I want to see it on the day I want to react like everybody else reacts. He's been putting in like a hell of a amount of training in during his lockdown and anyone who follows him on instagram will see the weights he's lifting just now is just a ridiculous amount of weight you know he he's he, i'm sure he's you know was he not dead lifting something like 500 pounds or something you know he could probably at this rate if you remember kuma big kuma i i, I wouldn't be surprised if joe henry the way he's lifting just now could lift kuma off his feet yeah you know, i've never seen anyone do that ever but I reckon the way that Joe Henry's going, he could maybe be the guy to pick Kuma up. He's just in, he's just in phenomenal shape right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I was lucky enough to have a chat with him earlier in the year, and he, he he seems so determined, and and so because he's had this layoff from Ring of Honor for so long because he can't travel, he seems to be almost intensely, scarily determined when he comes back to the ring that it's going to be a momentous event. So, I mean, Theodorus is fantastic, but it's quite intimidating sight, like like we're saying, to come up against uh, this this evolution. Of, of Joe Henry, Yeah,
1: um, and you know, I just think, I think from a kind of wrestling standpoint, if, if you're into your pure wrestling, I guess is what people kind of call it these days, you know, that technical wrestling, you know, Theodorus loves this traditional style of matches. You've got Joe Henry, who's, uh, you know, an amateur wrestler for Scotland in the Commonwealth Games. So there's going to be a great technical battle between Joe Henry and Theodorus. And yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm so intrigued as to how, how it might go. Really, really intrigued.
0: Um, and we, we kind of brushed past a little bit, of course, Emerson Jane, uh, who's herself had a transformation, a little bit of an of, of evolution uh, from, from a previous uh, persona. Of course, Session Moth Martina, who is also with Ring of Honor, so that that little Ring of Honor kind of link is still kind of strong in Discovery Wrestling. Is yeah. that a company that you you like having that kind of relationship with? Uh, is there any like any thoughts about maybe trying to link up with more Japanese ones? Of course, these are baby baby steps right now, but in yeah. the future, uh, linking up with with other other companies uh, around the globe.
1: Yeah, I mean our door is always open if anybody wants to to work with us, and that 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 goes for any any promotion you know but yeah the, i mean i, I think that the, the ring of honor stuff with having uh, our two champions being in ring of honor i think that's pure coincidence you know that's not that wasn't kind of done by design that was just it just happened to be there's our champions and now they're in ring of honor it was just or they were in ring of honor and then became champions it was just it was just i guess a coincidence but it's a lovely 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 coincidence to to, to have happened but yeah uh, you know we'll, we'll just keep ourselves out there as a as a independent promotion and, and if people want to kind of work with us in, in, in some way then absolutely would you know i'd love to one of the things i would have loved to have done and, and maybe still be done one day was to have the 10 pounds of gold in in disco i think that would be very cool you know i did have those kind of those thoughts you know back, back just before lockdown happened about building to an anniversary event and how cool it would be if if we could you know when nick aldis is, is in the uk to maybe have set something up he was a champion to to do like a ten pounds of gold in, in disco. So that would be that would be something I'd love to strive for. Is is to have just little bits of history that we can add. You know, obviously we had you know the Ring of Honor history with the their the heavyweight championship being defended in, in a disco ring twice. So to have you know if if one day we can make it happen that you know the the NWA championship could be defended in a disco ring, like I think it's possible. I think it's doable it's probably quite far off, but you know, you've got to dream and you've got to, yeah, you've got to have that ambition. And if we can make it happen one day, I'd love to, I'd love to have that to happen.
0: Your forbidden door is not, it's not forbidden at all. It's just quite, you're quite happy to have it open to to anyone. terrible phrasing, but you you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) So again, we're, we're we're saying baby steps and everything right now, but uh, is there any, any thought, any inkling to, Move outside of Edinburgh? Or are you quite comfortable being in Edinburgh uh, to, to have be your home base?
1: Yeah, Edinburgh is definitely my home base. You know, everything everything I've got just now is based in Edinburgh. I think we've established something really special in Edinburgh. It's just for us. It's just finding the venues and and, and hopefully getting a full schedule set up for next year. I mean, I've never had, I've never really been interested in, in going elsewhere because everybody's got their own thing going on in their own patch of the country. So, but I have. I'm not gonna lie. Thoughts have. Cross my mind of doing like a summer tour at times but it's just yeah i i I think it's best for us to kind of stick with what we've got and just focus on on just putting on the, the events that we are doing but you know if there was a town somewhere that was crying out for disco and someone said bring disco here everybody wants to see disco here then who knows but certainly i've got no firm plans to to take the show on the road it's it's very much we're very much edinburgh's wrestling promotion
0: i think that little bit of an outcry for for getting disco places because i know there is many people that are like well why can't you take it here and what have you it's because of of that that hunger for wrestling but whether you like it or not i think disco is probably the if not it's, it's definitely in like the top three exciting wrestling companies in Scotland I would even push it to say top five in the UK uh, it is, we've mentioned that you're, you're kind of like taking it as it comes and these amazing things, things have happened with like a Chris Sabin and and what have you but do you find that this added pressure is an added pressure that may be unwanted that you're like oh why did, everyone thinks that we're, we're one of the best companies in the UK why?
1: uh, I I I think sometimes maybe we come off a lot bigger than what we actually are. You know, when you break it down as to to what the promotion is and and how many people are working behind the scenes, it's not many people, you know? And I just, I think that perhaps we've maybe just, just grown that reputation of being like, uh, putting on a decent show, putting on a good show and being a good company that people want to work for. So that reputation, that reputation is great to have. And, but yeah, you're right. it, It does come with some, some pressure. If you think about the October event and how things have sold out before a match has even been announced, then that comes with pressure because you don't want to then be going right here's here's what we've got in October, and people are kind of going, uh, maybe maybe I shouldn't have, but I know they will I mean, once we've announced the card because it's 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 got the kind of disco backbone, you know, it's got it's, it's got the things that I know people love about our events that all kind of sprinkled throughout the show but it it does come with an added bit of pressure you know and you've had so many kind of well known international talents as part of your events in the past you know instantly when Unites we've got the anniversary events happening on this date people will expect to see something massive because we've delivered massive in the past so I guess this is maybe again me and my uh, period of kind of expectation management but that's just because of the kind of situations we're in just now it's not through the lack of not wanting to it's just a kind of right let's just let's just go with what is actually doable right now and what can absolutely be done right now with the, the kind of conditions that we're in but once things are properly kind of opened and we know for sure that for example we can bring x y or z in without restrictions or without worry of restrictions then it'll happen again but it's you know, we're, we're we're just in that period of just hoping people stay with us and people stick with us. And, you know, what we're presenting come October, you know, there's gonna be a lot of fresh faces, there's gonna be a lot of new faces, there's gonna be a lot of new characters, there's gonna be a lot of fun, there's gonna be a lot of great wrestling. So there will be people on the card that fans or perhaps not be overly familiar with but once they come to that first event and once they see these people in action they're going to see what we see uh, and, and, I, and I think they'll enjoy it.
0: You've perfectly it's like you're out my mind you perfectly segued what I was going to do into next which is young talent. Uh, of course mm. the last 18 months there's been very little I mean there's been some of course some wrestling on the WWE Network that like we know so it, it's a case of you've been able to step back in that time obviously, try and dip your toe back in with it, making these announcements and then going horribly wrong but uh, you're able to step back and go, right, you will be able to look at this guy see how they're performing, see how, how what they're doing for the training. Names that come to mind like Jason Reed, of course who looks to be getting into phenomenal shape, Andy Wilde, Caleb Valhalla. So you've been able to kind of, have you been like the watcher, just watching over all these, these wrestlers doing their training get what they're putting out there to, to see, well maybe, maybe they could be and get them into discourse sometime
1: yeah I mean there are people who I've been wanting to work with for a while that, that it just never happened before lockdown hit there are people who have perhaps made one or two you know appearances with us in the past that we never got on a good run with them because you know with other shows clashing or walk for whatever reason so it it has given us the chance to kind of sit back and look at right okay what we are going to do when we come back and let's start let's start building kind of feels like starting afresh you know when you're going right okay this person this person can work with this person this person then maybe this person can develop in this way or maybe we can see how this goes you know a feud going this way or you know it feels like we've kind of gone back to the drawing board a bit you know obviously we've kept a bit of a, a disco backbone as I mentioned about having you know you'll see your Joe Henry's and your Andy Wiles and Emerson James, you know, people who've been with Disco since show one, event one, are are still here. But we've kind of looked again just at, you know, other wrestlers that we want to give an opportunity to to see how that might work in Disco. So there will be a few people, few wrestlers that might be unfamiliar to our audience when we come back. And we also have been working with a couple of the schools. We're very closely aligned to Reckless Intent in Livingston. You know, I had a a good run there as the um, most celebrated uh, hardcore champion of all time. I think it was the most successful hardcore champion of all time. So you know, we've got a good relationship with them, and they've got their training school, and they've got a lot of exciting talent coming through there. Uh, working with uh, Joe Hendry and his training school as well, and he's got uh, a lot of exciting talent coming out of his school as well. potentially could be on a, a disco event one day, uh, one day soon. We know of um, Andy Wilde and his school in Fife as well so there's great talent coming out of his school which you'll have seen in ICW and on the network as well you know so he's got a lot of his talent going good places so there's a lot of exciting new talent coming through there's a lot of exciting talent who's still on the scene we're not going to be you know the, we're not going to be short of, of a good wrestler and and you know i'm, I'm just mentioning a couple of places I've been working closely with but then of course there's the guys in the northeast you know wrestlers Zone as well they've got a lot of good talent there that perhaps don't get the attention down in the kind of central areas because you know they're very much focused up in the northeast so you know we'll be looking at wrestlers from all over the country i want to give opportunities to to as many as we can perhaps give opportunities to a lot of wrestlers who don't normally get the spotlight elsewhere so that's kind of The method was when we first launched was looking at wrestlers who we know are good, who who know they've got good character, who who know could excite the crowd that perhaps weren't in the top spots elsewhere, perhaps weren't getting all the attention elsewhere. That we thought, right, maybe we could do something, and maybe they could be seen as a you know disco kind of regular. So that's again that we've kind of taken that approach again for the October show. It's just to start looking at, right, okay, let's see who we can bring in and let's see if this works. So it
0: wouldn't be an interview that I do without some sort of mention of WrestleZone, so let's that, tick that box off for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, um, it is that melting pot, and unlike you're saying... I mean way back when we started of course you had Damien and you had you would have had stallion at the time you had Ian Ambrose and these are guys that you they may not have been outside of their territory before yeah. and and to see them all in this kind of one one show is is kind of exciting and and yeah. you have other companies that are, that are trying to do the same thing of course in Perth and what have you so it's it's uh yeah it's 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 one of those times that you're hoping it's going to be in the next big boom because everyone's just going to be just wanting to see some wrestling. I know what I know. Yeah. I am. I don't know when it's going to be because the, the first show that's coming up near me. Unfortunately, I'm ironically in Edinburgh at the time, so I can't see it. So, so it's. I'm just like just on tender hooks. Just want I want to see some wrestling. So we'll wrap up then with one final push. There's not that many tickets. Oh, no tickets left. There's no, there's no tickets.
1: There's no tickets. No, it's oh, gone. Well.
0: Oh, well, we're completely gone, then, so, so, uh,
1: yeah, that, that, that's uh, we don't we don't need to plug that. Uh, we do have uh, uh, the the anniversary event is scheduled for the end of November, on November twenty eighth, and again that's going to be in the baron at the corn exchange. So uh, we'll put tickets for that on sale at the end of this month. So at the end of September, tickets will go on sale for that event, and we might just take the same approach and just announce the event and see how it goes without announcing a single match. And we are working on we are working on things for the anniversary event that will have a big feel about it. Things are how things are coming together for that event. Obviously, a lot depends on how October goes. You know, we'll we'll kick off our tag team tournament in October. We've got our two title matches in October. There'll be a lot of new faces in October and some new heels as well. Hopefully, things will just feel like disco. That's that's all I want it's not about let's have a totally fresh feel let's have a new direction or whatever i just want the disco feeling uh, and that's what we're trying to trying to keep when we come back so hopefully fans get a kick out of us coming back and stick with us and then we'll rock into the new year we'll have a disco derby next year we'll do our back to the future gimmick next year we might see some international friends coming back over at some point next year. You know, there's a lot to look forward to. We're also going to be streaming our events as well. That's so that's something kind of new as well. That we're, we're going to be doing some tapings. So we did it originally. We did it originally with one platform, but it was a very kind of crowded platform. And then things start to go on YouTube, and then we start to do some highlight shows for the fight, and then individual matches. we am on YouTube, so we've not really put on. Full events haven't been getting streamed online. It's, it's it's always just been, here's a great match, here's a great match, here's a fun match. Here's people battling zombies. You know, it, it's been, these kind of individual kind of matchups have gone online. So we when we do come back, because obviously there are a lot of people who didn't manage to get tickets for our comeback event. So what we're going to be doing is, uh, events will be getting taped and going up as a hopefully seemingly polished kind of production of a, a wrestling show. We'll be going up online so that's something to look forward to as well that's something new that we're going to be doing we've got a decent platform uh, to be streaming this and that's going to be something we're looking to do going forward so it'll be a couple of tapings and then who knows what if we get comfortable and if i can get clued up on my tech stuff then we might start live streaming as well so the, there's all these kind of exciting things to kind of do and you know how can we take Disco to the next level these are the things that we're, we're going to start exploring
0: cool. um, right so, so we're not plugging tickets for, for the next show because no. the show's coming up because we don't need to anyone if you want to buy a t-shirt where can people go where can people buy to go to check out Discovery Wrestling and, and of course buy your wonderful merch
1: wrestling.com is the place we have new t-shirts that were just launched in the last couple of months so the last month or so you could choose, you get a pink one, or you could get a yellow one. We give people options. So I've got new t shirts on our website, disco On Twitter, we're disco wrestling at disco wrestling, So that was fairly easy. Uh, Facebook, forward slash discovery wrestling. That was also fairly easy. Instagram is the one that always trips me up because I, I leave it up to uh, our broadcast uh, analyst, Darren T. Goss. He, International <laughs> broadcast analyst. Yes he not he, sure he helps he helps a lot with the, uh, a lot of our kind of social media stuff uh, so he always kicks me when I get these things wrong so I'm pretty sure Instagram is discovery under slash wrestling I'm hoping to get that right and I'm not sent someone to some completely weird Instagram page I think it is discovery under slash wrestling so you could get us on all those kind of social media accounts give us a follow head over to discovery wrestling on YouTube you'll see loads of great matches from the last six years of of disco wrestling yeah loads of fantastic matches and just click subscribe on the youtubes
0: Perfect. Well, thank you for for taking the time out of your day to just plug Discovery Wrestling, which I know it's not a difficult job, <laughs> but no. uh, yeah, um, I, I wish you all the best luck, and I can't wait. Cheers. I'll I'll be the one that will be will be signing up to the streaming as soon as possible. I'm I'm sure.
1: <laughs> awesome. And awesome. And if you're in Edinburgh at the time of a, an event, you've got to come and check it out and see it firsthand. Because I don't Absolutely. think there's I don't think there's I don't think there's anything that beats the, the kind of live experience in person, and and just being part of that disco crowd when things get a little bit nuts. It's um, and there's nothing else like
0: it I know it's, it's, it's the best thing because uh, I know that seems like a natural end of the podcast and as always I'll screw up at the end but, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's always the case when we're going down to, to Glasgow or Edinburgh um, I don't know I'm doing very good at home or something because I'm living at home and I do all the housework now but uh, my wife does go is there any wrestling on the day that we're not doing the other thing I'm like, ah, drat, it just never is. So, next time I go down to Edinburgh, I'll let you know. And uh, we'll get we'll, we'll we'll set a schedule for the day that I'm not doing the actual thing we're supposed to be going down yeah, for. You make
1: your <laughs> just a idea.
0: Exactly. Oh, I can't, honestly can't wait. But yeah, th- thanks again for, for taking time, chat. No, thank you. Hi, I'm Scott McLeod. And I'm Grant McRobbie. We are the host of the monthly show on East, Foot Place Retreat, East meets West. Where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews, and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East. You can remember to check out on the Eat, Eat place Toothless podcast feed on all good Android podcasting and
1: sites like Anchor, Spotify, or iTunes now.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.